Damn, Clint, you're looking a little too close to the lens. Well, maybe you hop in my Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And you could watch us barely beat the fucking Jets. Damn it, Ari cursed in the first 20 minutes. Seconds. Jesus. Woo, I am rusty. Needs some CLR. Stands for Clint Loves Radiation. That's why I sit the laptop on my crotch when I fall asleep at night. Just to, you know, even the playing field. I don't want too many of me going around. You know, little minions. <laughs> oh, minions. Little do they know. I uh, keep it to myself, like my opinions that I publicly broadcast on this show that I voluntarily put out to the world. So with all that being said, your boy is still losing at this gambling thing. But... There's hope on the horizon. And by that, I mean I am now betting on hockey. Because I am desperate for just the feeling of a W. But anyways, some people say keep it 100. I say I'll keep it a W with you. What does the W stand for? Withholding funds in your account. So I can still fund what you failed to be able to do for yourself. Because I am an inspiring fella, as I've been told. It's always nice, you know. Not gonna lie. You may not know about my tone and how I talk on this show. But in real life, apparently, I am very inspiring to those around me. They're like, wow, you know. I've never seen you complain. <laughs> they haven't watched my show. Man, you know, I just... You have such a great attitude. And then as I complain about little stuff that doesn't really matter and vent on my show. You know, Clint, there's just something about you. As I look in the mirror all the time and I'm like, what is there about you? And then get a constant reminder that your feet fucking hurt because you have no shoes that you could afford. But it's the time of year where now as a high-value man in society, quote-unquote, whatever the fuck that means. If this is what it means to be a high-value man, I want to be the lowest value possible. Working this much just to finally have a Sunday to yourself, just to go out and spend more time paying money for shit that now you find... That's the thing they don't talk to you about. When you go so long with like barely getting by, restricting yourself, not getting yourself anything... You finally get a couple checks and you're like, you're like, you know, I just need to get some bare necessities like shoes, clothes, a full grocery stack for two weeks. And that's why I decided to do this Sunday, not to make this a diary, but just for today's purposes. Well, just for this next minute or two. If this is what it means to work 69 hours and 45 minutes to be exact, um, I'm not complaining. It is a very great privilege to even have a job that gives you the opportunity to work that many hours. It's just like if this was like an everyday thing that I would have to do just to be a financially above average, quote unquote, 
statistically as a person. It ain't it, man. Um, <laughs> it, it should not be it for anyone. Because it means that you have nothing you think of for yourself. You have nothing you have for yourself. You are just a object that moves in and out. Like a machinery, like a place you may work at. And I understand, you know, it could be easy getting caught up in a cycle where you can rationalize because you're making, you know, for whatever your standards are, a great amount of money for what you need. And it's nice that first initial month or two, as I'm feeling right now, like it's nice to have a little cushion. It's nice to, you know, not be like so high strung about everything. You're much more relaxed. You're not so anal about everything. You're just a happier, easier person. Except, I have less time to do things that I enjoy, like this show. And that's why there's been some irregularities, but it also makes you a lot more annoyed with people that waste your time, per se. Stop it. Sorry, my cat decides she wants to scratch the surface. Kind of like I'm scratching the soft white underbelly. <laughs> Uh, I hope to be on that show one day. Well, not really, because simply if you're on that show, it's because you got some things you have experiences with, and sometimes on the receiving end, and sometimes on the abusing end. I don't want to be on any end of that, right? I'm not an abuser, and I'm not a receiver of abuse by, I guess, as a victim. I am not a victim. Which is one of the things people always say, um, which is something I've been told inspiring lately. So I'm never a victim of anything. I never play victim, all that stuff. And you know, it's, it's nice having co-workers that you worked with for an extended period of time. Say, and it came up naturally. Like, it wasn't like, hey man, what do you think? Like, it was something work-related I was doing. You know, some stuff from my position that has required you interact with people. And it was nice to have, like, I, things that I didn't even realize. Sometimes there's things that, like, like you know, like, oh, you know, I don't, you know, I just come work, do whatever. And I have people like, no, man, like, every, just because people, we see what you do. And you're like, oh. But for you, that's just you being you. But to a lot of people, it's like, it's like an admirable quality. When to you, is like a bare minimum that you would apply for yourself and that you would hope other people would apply for themselves. But you know what? I guess all that to say that I'm just built different. Only when I get enough sleep. Because goddamn, when I don't get enough sleep, my lifts are weak as fuck. Bainy Jizaboo, welcome to episode 238 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. Where the zoom is a little too close to my face. Not that's a bad thing, but Jesus, even I'm like getting a little claustrophobic looking at myself. Welcome to episode 238 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most important, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> don't forget to suck some titties. I don't know why I gave a little extra to the gentleman. That probably sounds kind of sus. Very, very sus. Well, I guess I'll grinder your gears. <laughs> All right, Clint, you're such a fool. All right, recording this on December 3rd, 2023. 
12.02.23. Oh, Jesus. At 9.42 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Recording this on my off day. You know, they say, when you're on any time you're not getting paid, you should be doing something that will one day pay you in return. That is a quote. I just made up, but it sounds like actually a pretty nice quote. Probably something from like some film director in 1974 that made like, you know, oh, I made Cocktail with Tom Cruise. Well, even though like the 80s. Oh, I made Vanilla Sky. Man, that's another Tom Cruise movie. What's my exception with Tom Cruise? I mean, I'll join a cult. Like, I'll create a Scientology cult, you know. I'll create the views of Clint. As I self-advertisement, check the hat out, merch drop, not really, but it's cool to say. Because today's sponsor drink is Ghost. Yes, I was not kidding when I told you guys. I'm going to try to consume this every time I do an episode. I am killing my body. I mean, I am enhancing my body. If they want to sponsor for you guys to bring the energy up and just have the little... Mm, Low gulp just for the audio audience, just so you know I'm not capping. I know beta delta looking flying ass here. As I'm I didn't even know sketch by the way, sketchers. As this event of protecting my feet, I decided to finally invest in myself with this newfound fame and money. Um <laughs> I decided to actually get quality shoes. And my best experience with shoes were from a young age. As I've gotten older, shoes have become harder and harder to get a step in the game with. Um, <laughs> it's always some issue. The shoes either are too tight. Shoes either they fit in the heel, but they crunch my toes up. Or they're so soft at the toe air if anything drops on it. Or if the shoes get wet, it fucks up my day, right? I went back. I was thinking about like, what were the most common sneakers? I had a lot of Skechers as a kid. I didn't have these Under Armour cool shoes, these Nikes. I had Skechers. They're durable. I used them for everything. Um, and they could cross. You know, they're cross train. You know, you could go take a hike in it. You can go. You know, eat at a restaurant. No one's gonna scoff at you for wearing Skechers in these. You can go to the gym with it. You can do anything in Skechers. And there's a sketcher. I, I actually it was a couple months ago. I didn't even know they had Skechers stores. I thought Skechers was like this thing, this like off brand, like an individual brand that you would just get at like famous footwear or these like shoe mega places like rack room shoes, the DSWs, the famous footwears, the I think I already said famous footwear. But the Payless, you know, these shoe places that are just these brand, that's these like the Walmarts of shoes. It's just like an apartment where they sell a bunch of different brands of shoes. I didn't know Skechers actually had individual stores. And they had individual stores. I walked in like, holy shit. They got fucking clothes. They got a fitting room. I don't know why you need fitting room to try on shoes. It was kind of weird. Because... There was no place to sit down to try on shoes. 
And so they actually had a fitting room. Like you close the door and everything if you wanted to try on shoes. Which I was like, interesting. But they had shirts. They had shorts. I didn't even know Skechers had like, you know, clothes. I'm going to be honest with you. But like, like if I was an athlete, you know, you see Under Armour athletes, Nike athletes. I would be a Skechers outfit. Like, how, when the, I can't think of the last athlete that was sponsored by Skechers. Or anyone that was sponsored by Skechers. Let me be the first podcaster sponsored by Skechers. Look, I'll zoom out the camera. Like, go like 85 feet deep. You fund me a camera. Fund me a crew. Give me eight different camera angles. And I will rock Skechers from top to bottom. I'll tattoo Skechers on my nipples if you need to. I'll tattoo it anywhere. Pay me enough, as uh, Jack Harlow would say. Uh, I got a check from New Balance. So I do anything that New Balance... Well, damn it, I fucked up the lyric. Something about basically, he's got New Balance. So I'll do anything New Balance says. But he did like a play on words with New Balance. Check, money, balance. Get it? Ha ha ha, Jack, you so slick. I'm loving it. But, yeah, I will, you know, like, Skechers is, like, one of the most underrated, like, oh, you got Skechers, it's like, yeah, look, here's the thing about shoes, right, the thing that I hate about buying shoes is that, like, I do feel like they're way too expensive, but at the same time, to say something that you're gonna wear every day for years and years, is too expensive before they wear down when it's like 60 to 80 bucks if you get a decent pair of shoes. It's a little, it's like you're kind of being petty. Like you're literally paying pennies on the dollars of a day for stuff that's going to protect your feet. Some you're going to be on for hours, 10, 12, 14 hours a day. It's really, honestly, now I'm going to think about it. It's not, you know, you should pull a extra, but at the same time, I'm still never paying 200 bucks for shoes, even if I ever make a great amount of money, where even if, honestly, even if I was $80 billion net worth, I'm not paying more than 150 bucks for some shoes, and those shoes better be some, like, elite next level shit. I don't care that, like, oh, if you make 80 billion, that's real, like, you literally, that's literally, like, half a cent to your net worth compared to someone that makes $20,000, like, it doesn't matter, it's the fucking point, that's a, that's when you become disconnected with more money, I'm becoming disconnected, because if I didn't make more money, I would say, fuck it, my feet can fuck themselves, but I become so disconnected with the more money I make, that I'm actually buying shoes, I pay like eight bucks over budget, and I'm like, yeah, you know, throw some shorts in there, a shirt, I didn't need shorts in a shirt like that, you know, it'll reduce the amount I have to do laundry, but, you know. And you know what? I deserved it. You know, I rasped myself. You know what, Clint? You fucking earned this. As I go spend another close to $200 for some groceries. But you know what? We're not going to talk about that. Um, 300 bucks in a day. This is what happens when you give us poor people money. We spend it. That's why they don't care about it. Here's a pay raise. You're going to fuck it all over. Give it back to the economy. Use our services and give it back to us anyways. Here's the extra fucking money. You 
financially illiterate fucks. Like, that's what they think of us, right? Yeah, sure. Here's a credit card. Take it. Take it. Go fuck yourself with it. Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll take a hundred bucks off of this. Because you know what? You're going to use this card. And we have all these discounts that you can use to buy this and that for different things. The our co-companies. And then you can spend the money you save doing this and just spend it on that. That's how fucking business works, you dumb fucks. God damn it, Clint. See what happens when I drink this ghost? I disappear. Boom, bitch. Um, <laughs> I know. I probably sound like I'm on crack. Because based off some pods in the recent, like I admit, my energy has not been there. A lot of stress. A lot of energy. You know, up and downs. Doing podcasts at times when you didn't get enough sleep. Unideal times, but... You know, I think the thing is, like, I get, I'm on a very strict schedule for, I have very little time to myself to do this shit. And what it does, it makes you appreciate when you do have this time. It makes you make sure you get everything you need done. Because if you don't get, you have the small window to prepare yourself mentally and physically and everything you have at home for the week when you're working this many hours. And... If you don't prepare and take advantage of that off time, quote unquote, your day off or the few hours you have here and there to take care of yourself, you are not going to make it. Not like you're going to die, but I mean, you you will be inside, which I don't know, maybe worse. What's worth? What's worse? Dying when you are to actually die when you're, you know, at that point where it's like. It ain't happening no more for me. Or to continue living a lie, going through the motions, even if it's not what you believe in. And being dead inside, but being a projection of someone the vulture of people the vulture off and the point at it and to be like, ugh. Like you've been around people, you know, I've had a lot of experience with this. I was just say, um, when you when I don't even want to make it like work related. Well, I will say it's just like if you're just around people, where you go to a place on a regular basis, you ever just like around people and they just like, it's like they're literally just like a dead entity of a person. It's like, dude, I don't know. You're younger than me. I know you probably have had some stresses in your life and some unideal stuff may have happened. I understand your girlfriend left you for your stepfather. It happens to the best of us. But... Why do you walk around with like this shitty posture and attitude about yourself? It's not anything they say. They're not rude. They just like... How do you explain it? They're just like mannequins. They're just walking around and someone dress them up in baggy ass clothes. And... They just... They're just dead. Like they are just drainers without doing nothing which is worth like there's one thing be like a negative person mad all the time just draining energy because you know what you can see that and be like oh this is beyond me like this is like oh this person just got personal issues and take it out when it's someone that's not doing anything 
It's just the way they look at everyone, the way they act around, the way they walk around. There's this weird thing about them where they're just like, they don't, they don't even like, they, they lack like just gentle courtesy of certain things. Like someone's coming through walking or something. They don't even like try to get out of the way. They just keep going past and just like the bump their shoulder and not say anything in return. It's kind of like this since the world has kind of fucked me over. I'm, I don't give a fuck about anyone else. It's like, well, maybe the world has constantly fucked you over because of your attitude towards things. And people just like, fuck you too. So you're going to continue getting the short and the stick. I know, that's a mass projection. I don't know what's going on with people. But at the same time, it just feels like you always, you know, from what I'm picking up in my life experiences, I'm a very observational person, for better or worse. Sometimes you're so observational, you're not actually focused on the task at hand, which probably get me in trouble with my position right now. Um, <laughs> don't worry, they don't listen to this. Well, I don't know. There are a lot of that phones, but I'm not. Well, actually, I am. I just choose not to because I'm trying to focus on the task at hand. So, but yeah, it is weird when... You just get people, it's like, I don't know how to deal with people like this. Like, do you just like, hey, you all right? And then they get mad like, oh, you have a fucking problem? Like, you have a fucking problem? Like, I'm not fucking bothering no one. It's like, I didn't say you were, man. I was asking how you're doing. That's all I'm doing. You all right? Cool. All right. But yeah, it's like the same, like, people just automatically from the jump just have, like, attitudes about things. It's like, they don't even give people chances to conversate and make an impression. They just have a negative impression, and then if you stop impre- trying to give it, like, oh, see, no one wants to, it's like, no one wants to fucking approach you because you're fucking, you have the weirdest, ne- negative, shitty-ass face on look that anyone could ever see. It's weird, like, it's from younger, it's not even people that have, like, are 60 years old, unhappy, and just kind of, like, what's the, it's like, it'll be, like, 19-year-old guys and girls just, like, just this negative feeling about themselves, and they put on everyone else, and I get it, you know, I was once 19, you know, hey, Josh Giddy, at least be with a negative 19-year-old, you know. Even though apparently she's not cooperating. Which may be a sign of maybe some stuff's fabricated on her end. And she don't want to really go details because it may expose that she lied about something. I don't know. And it also might be because it could be a secret settlement. I don't know. Hush, hush money. Hush, puppy. Which reminds me, um, I guess Jada liked to reiterate again that her and Will are going to be together forever. Bitch, I hope at this point, (laughs) I mean, you know, I think honestly, there should be a legal binding situation with them now where like, she cannot leave him, do have some things, you cannot do X, Y, and Z while you're married to me. 
and only I can break this marriage. As fucked up as that may sound, but if I was a judge, with everything, I'd be like, look, this man has suffered and suffered and suffered being with you, all right? If anyone has a right to want out with no repercussions, it should be this man. Well, you are what you allow. Maybe. But. Get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. But yeah. Um, so that's that. Um, there is this thing going back to the giddy giddy. Um, this whole thing about how media covers certain allegations and there's some race related aspect to it, how people have covered Josh Giddy's situation in mainstream media from ESPN to, I guess, even Fox Sports, compared to John Morant's, per se. John Morant got suspended in, like, 25 games for essentially parading guns on social media, having, apparently, the other instances, like, the more real legal stuff of him actually having altercations with people's security, with the teenager in a pickup game, or the mall incident, all these different things. The main thing why I guess has been was promoting gun violence or promoting guns and all that stuff, right? That's quote unquote what really is supposed to be the suspensions for, but I think it's like a whole package deal, just the entire image of he's portraying, maybe. And then like that, for example, compared to Josh Giddy, who's doing something illegal. You know, just flat out illegal, allegedly, if true, and how he's able to play, and how John Morant was suspended immediately from team activities last year. And then when he reposted some dumb shit, doing some stuff, then he got suspended for the first 25 games of this year. Okay. The Giddy stuff, apparently, they may have known for a couple years, the Thunder, or at least a year and a half, a period of time. And since nothing was legal ever, just continue playing. And now, I guess, uh, like the Kevin Durant movie, which actually wasn't that bad. I remember watching it. He's been Thunderstruck. Um, <laughs> oh. She's only 17. Oh, Giddy. That's, uh, he wishes right now. (laughs) But how, and it's been a heavy thing, how Malika Andrews, how they finally talked about, like, less than a week ago, when this stuff was going around for a week, week and a half, two weeks. But then, of course, with the recent stuff, even first take with Molly Kiram. Didn't really talk about it. And they made all these excuses or whatever. But then, like, apparently, like, literally a couple days ago, Von Miller has an arrest warrant out for, quote-unquote, beating up or putting his hands on his pregnant girlfriend. Right? Which, like, he kind of has a history, not of that specifically, but of a previous woman he had a child with who... One of the abortion and that stuff was put out public. 
But then she had the kid and tried to be good. For, you know what? I, I don't think that situation, like, that's probably more common than not. I'm not here to judge no one for that personally because, you know what? As long as when the baby was born, he wants to be a part of that child's life and stuff like that. You know, we could get into the, if someone wants a kid, should they be? It's like, well, at the end of the day, you got to go pregnant regardless if you want it or not. That's out of your hands, and it doesn't matter at that point. I don't really have much sympathy. People could say it's wrong that someone had a baby that the father didn't want, and he should be responsible. It's like, well, oh, it's only because of money. It's like, even if it is, he's the one that got her pregnant. There had to be a process of that happening unless something extreme, which obviously happened. If if that would have happened, that's a different circumstance, but... He voluntarily did some actions to get her pregnant. At that point, the nut is out of your hands, buddy. All right? So, and how they cover that? Just from the allegations. He has an arrest warrant. And how the viscerous, immediate uh, reaction from Molly Karen, for example, of, you never did all this stuff. I didn't want, but people describe like, it was like a story, like how they reacted to this, but not the Josh Giddy stuff. And there's a race element. There's certain elements to it that, of course, may or may not exist. I don't really have much of an opinion about it as I talked about it for the past five, six minutes because I don't know what to make of it. Is it race related? Is it sports? Uh, I don't think it's really sport related. I think it's I think it's kind of it may be a little bit deeper than that in some ways and sometimes it may not be. If there's a, I'm going to say this like maybe the Thunder had enough information about the situation that knows this doesn't look good, but there's nothing illegal about it. So even if there's some morally fucked up things about this Josh Giddy situations. If we can't suspend him because of the potential countersuit that him, his representatives, and maybe the Players Association for suspending a player for not doing something illegal. And it may not even fall in the moral clause because there's nothing specific about it. And with not enough information, keeping it quiet until it's inevitable. Which is weird how this stuff, they knew about it and it took this long to come out. That's the weird part. Because the stuff was posted on Instagram and TikTok. Him and the girl, whatever. Publicly. And so it was like, people were aware of this before. And for some reason, it resurfaced. I don't know that like that, that part's kind of weird to me. Um, because it wasn't scrubbed off the internet, of course, because everyone's got the screenshots and shit. I think maybe there may be information about the gig, which is maybe now be explained that they couldn't suspend. And the reason why they're like, we have to keep playing them per se, because if we don't, there could be legal actions from the reciprocant of Giddy that could get us in trouble type of thing. But then again, I don't know, they bench players for showing up five minutes late to planes. Well, unless, you know, you're 
Luca or Kyrie or James Harden. It's like, hey, just get a fly over there. All right. Like, okay. But something like this is like, there's some weird moral stuff about it. And then, of course, there's a history with Carl Malone, the NBA. So maybe people kept referring to that, the Carl Malone stuff. Which is, is uh, it's hard to compare what's worse than the other, but he did actually have a child with a 13-year-old. When I think it was like out of college, like when he was 19 or 20. Talk about 13 going on 30, Jennifer Gardner. Um <laughs> And that son actually became like an NFL player. The weirdest part, I believe. Or like a. Yeah, he became like a legit NFL player. Or like made it to the NFL. So the genetics are strong. Real strong. But that would have been like his son, even if he wanted to, couldn't play NBA basketball. Like there's the NBA. Kids like when you're a star pop, Michael Jordan's sons are the greatest example. They're into the Larsa Pippins now because that's the closest thing they're going to get to a certain type of fame level of being connected to their dad's teammate Scotty, who's kind of an underrated part of the. He's like the Will Smith of the NBA when it comes to being embarrassed publicly by a woman he's with or has children with, not with. But she still keeps his name. They're not married. They have been married for quite some time, I would say. But she still goes by his last name. Instead of going by her real last name, whatever that is. Tells you everything you need to know. Michael Jordan. The name Michael Jordan. I think his son's Marcus Jordan, who's with Larsa. Jordan is literally with the Pippin. It's a never-ending cycle of life, right? Except this one is not going to win you many rings or championships of any type, right? Like, imagine <laughs> imagine saying, oh, yeah. So what are the last names of your parents? Jordan and Pippin? And you're like, holy shit. This kid's going to be genetic lottery. And they find out it's Larsa and Marcus. Which are still going to have some genetics attached to it. But it's not. <laughs> it's not even one of the main genetics. Like you got to have Scotty or Michael. To have the genetics. But I don't know. That's blowing in the windpipe. Um, yeah. Any woo-hoo. Uh, it's kind of weird how Yahoo actually used to make commercials. Like Yahoo and Google, you don't need to make commercials. You guys are literally the fucking internet. You guys are literally search engines. Google the biggest search engine in the world. Yahoo people use when they don't want as much data tracked about what they search for. Um, at least that's what people and not me tried to tell. Um, because it's all powered by the same thing. Like, I think it's actually when you go on Yahoo, it says search powered by Bing. And Bing is somehow attached to Google. It's all the same fucking thing. Um, 
I don't know. But it's kind of weird. We used to have commercials of big-ass companies. You notice how the more richer, bigger the company is, they don't need to advertise that much? Like, Google only advertise when they're selling, like, a phone product or some weird device bullshit virtual reality shit. Yahoo, haven't seen a commercial with them forever because, like, eh, we don't really need to waste money marketing. We're fucking Yahoo. You know, it's just that... It's like they say, you notice how, like, Ferrari, Lamborghini and stuff? Well, they say those type of companies is because for exclusivity. It's like you advertise in a mass commercial. You're opening the door for it to become the feeling of it's not very exclusive. So they have a list for you to be able to work. Because here's the thing. just Apparently, just because you can buy their vehicle upright doesn't mean they're going to sell you it. That's how exclusive their shit. It makes the feeling of, holy shit... You really are lucky that we chose you to have this shit. There's a lot of people that can spend two, three hundred thousand. I shouldn't say a lot, but a lot of people with a lot of money out there. A lot of people that can save two, three hundred thousand dollars over a short period of time and buy a Lamborghini. Be put on the list. Now, it's because they only want to sell to people who, if someone says this person has their vehicle. It means something. It's like a status thing. And it's the same with like jewelry to an extent. Now jewelry will sell you whatever. Like you know. But it's like. They're uh, having a certain level of jewelry. The brand and purses. Which actually. I interacted with someone recently. Who used to be. A luxury. Retail. Um. Forgot the exact name. Basically, they sold luxury retail. Like, that was their job. Like, made quite a living off of it. Had some high-priced customers. And they said, like, it's like, yeah, you know, you make pretty, but it's like you're dealing with a lot of, it's a very, like, uh, it's a very like verses. Like think about like verses, you know, the music thing where they have artists versus each other, like Monica, Brandy, and stuff like that. It's a lot like that. It is just one big negotiation negotiation tactic battle with other companies that are selling the same thing to someone else, and you're basically just convincing, persuading someone why they should have your product. And that's the thing because you are fighting for high-priced individuals that be seen with your products and it drives the value up it makes the name bigger without you even having to advertise it some of its illusion some of its substance but she retired fairly early so she's doing pretty well for herself and she enjoyed it she said she actually really enjoyed it you know so and I, you know, I was fortunate. I actually had, like, some a great conversation with her about it, you know. Like, about, like, fake purses, fake jewelry, fake stuff like that, real stuff. How she can basically tell, like, very instantly, like, by the threads that certain things are used. Or the little, how things are woven together on certain products. Like, she could tell, basically, instantaneously just by looking some side side for 5, 10 seconds if it's real or not. But, you know, she was in the business for a long time. Like, that was part of her job is to 
know when she's being duped or, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, that was cool to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful part, you know. I will say one of my favorite parts about my job is I not forced, but it's very highly encouraged that you talk with all your uh, employees, per se. And when you do that, it's actually a lot easier to get to know. A lot of people want to tell you about themselves in a good way. You learn a lot about people. A lot of people, you know, especially in certain places, like a lot of people don't really ask people about themselves. They just talk to them about work. They just talk to them about things they're unhappy about, right? It's like, but when you actually take the initiative and engagement of like getting to know someone like, oh, what did you do before this? Or, oh, you know, so what do you actually enjoy doing? Like, what do you do outside of here? It's a simple question. It sounds like same old, same old. But that little thing when with people are typically very open and receptive to it. And that was one of the, not scary parts, but one of the things that was kind of like, ah. I'm going to have to ask people and pretend to care about stuff I don't. They're going to have to pretend to talk about stuff because, you know, I'm this and they have to, you know, play along with it. But I've had some of the best engagements and interactions in this short period of time than I've had in a long time. And to be honest, in this world where we don't have many opportunities to actually solely communicate with someone for an extended period of time, like regularly because of how fast things are moving in a workplace is just life in general everyone's always just going 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 looking at their phone not really engaging i think that is one of the beautiful things about like not having my phone when i could is that it just forces you to be present in the moment and it's something that it's one of my favorite parts of the job you know it's actually just engaging and talking to people and seeing people smile and seeing people like like that I'm actually getting to know stuff about them making them feel seen trying to make it where you know you're not just a body you're not just a a statistic I actually and you always like you have a starting point it grows over time people grow to like you you're more willing to do what you ask them without you know attitude or headache or whatever you know and that's been a beautiful part of my job that was one of my biggest, not fears, but one of those biggest, like, oh, shit, like, it's going to be high, very uncomfortable. And right off the bat, it's been actually one of the easiest parts. It makes dealing with the other stuff a lot more tolerable. And, you know, if you if you get the interpersonal part down with people, everything else becomes not obsolete, but it becomes a lot easier to get better at manage. Because people are willing to work through you, work with you when you're learning or struggling with certain things. If you just show that you care about them and you just show that, you know, I actually do like, you know, want you guys to know that I'm here for y'all. Like, not just in the corner like... Oh, I'm here for y'all because I really need you guys to do well. So I got to pretend to like you. I got to pretend to give a shit about you just so you can do good for me. And I get this. And you get that. And I don't get complained as like. No, when you actually like, I don't care if 
you don't do your job that great today. You know, you come in, you're not feeling well, but you give the best effort. And people notice that. You acknowledge that. And always looking the observational part. Like, it's been the biggest growth in taking this opportunity is that it's truly actually made me understand people a lot better. And not just understand them in the way that's convenient or ideal to me. But actually learning people of all different type of backgrounds, all ages... All personalities. You learn to actually talk with people. And sometimes you'll have like initial interaction with people that are kind of, oh, they kind of just seem like they, you know, they don't really like this job. They're just here because they have to be here. And like a couple days later, you know, they smile at you. They fist bump you more. You You continuously show like, hey, you know, I'm not shying away just because, you know, you were kind of, because they were kind of a little spacious yesterday or Like, you have to be the same consistent person every day for your people, per se. And I don't even like saying my people, but, you know, know, for your team. As corny as that fucking sounds. But if they see you're going to be the same every day, you come with the same positive energy, you come with a smile, you come and put your best effort, people will reflect that. It may take some time for people, but people will reflect to when... People match what they want from you. Like, here, here's what I've noticed, right? When people have such demands for you, but you don't see that they're equating the output or the energy to warrant the demand they want out of you, you're going to get either frustrated, annoyed, look at them side-eye, or not take them serious. But if you see someone's like demand, like, hey, guys, like, I know it's hard right now, but I really need you guys to, like, really get on top of X, Y, and Z. We really need to do. And so we do. And they see you going around. They see you going above and beyond to make that shit happen. People see that. People are going to watch more what you do than what they listen to what you say. What you do will determine what they do for you. Look at Clint putting fucking gyms together. But this is what I felt before being on the other end of the spectrum. And now being on that end, I see why it's hard to do all that. But at the same time, that extra initial effort for people to do what you needed them to do do y'all's group job well. It really is necessary. To show that what you demanded them, you were willing to put yourself if the situation calls necessary. And that's been like, I've I've enjoyed it. There's been a lot of like stressful times, you know. And I don't really get stressed about work or get stressed about things that I feel like out of my control per se. But you want to do your best. Like, you don't want to be a complete fish out. You want to be show. You want to show that. You were chosen to do this for a reason. Like this podcast. Like God chose me. Every time I. By the way. Anytime I see a video. I saw one earlier of this. There was this girl. She did a video covering jobless celebrities. So it's basically like. I don't like to use the term washed up. I don't like calling people washed up. Celebrities that haven't been active in the job that they are known for. Like let's say acting. Like the examples were. The guy who plays Malfoy in Harry Potter. 
apparently now all he does is like on TikTok, he does Q&As and he charges $3.99 a month for people to send Q&As in like in this kind of like this Twitch personal stream, but it's not Twitch. I don't know. And they're in this like group thing and they just ask Q&As and he just answers. That's literally what you're paying for. Pure entertainment. It's like he's making pretty good money. And then he's making Twitter and Instagram posts about um, always referencing Harry Potter so he get clicks and views because he was in it and all this stuff. like, And these desperate marketing attempts to stay quote-unquote relevant. And, and there was another one like Taylor Lautner always being at like Taylor Swift events doing backflips because... She had a song with him, and then this year, last year, they did it. He did a music video with her, you know. Taylor and Taylor. Which, ironically, he has a girlfriend now. He has a podcast with named Taylor. I guess they are Taylor made. <laughs> that was a swing and a miss. Pup putt. Um. <laughs> But, I don't know. Jacob. But, you know, um. Shit, I kind of lost my train of thought while I was talking about. Yeah, jobless celebrities. Like, there's now there's these celebrities that do, like. So, for example, right, the re- I guess the reason why I was referencing this is because in the video, uh, during that, you know, of course, it's like the thing, oh, we don't need any more podcasts, right? I don't know if they mean, like, literally anyone from the day they say that, no one better make any more podcasts because it's annoying, even though it is a voluntary thing that you either listen or you don't. I think one thing that turns people off, and I'll admit, at the beginning... I used to do this because, you know what, you got to do what you got to do to, like, get any type of starting traction. So, is the constant advertising to listen to your podcast? And what I mean by that is asking people, okay, guys, can you please listen to my podcast? Like, yeah. At first, like, when you first start out, like, people are like, oh, okay. Like, when you start getting doing it a while and you keep asking people Pretty just like, all right, man, like, when I, I heard you, when I listened to it, I'll listen to it. It could be three months from now, maybe a year from now. But you got to give people the choice to come to your podcast. So, like, here's my feeling. The difference between, like, short-term and long-form conversation or talking like this is that for something like this, you need to build a voluntary reaction you need to build a voluntary fan base to you because the longer someone talks the more annoying they get i don't care how great of a talker you are even the greatest speakers i'm not gonna be listening after x amount of time unless like the conversation is just that fucking riveting amazing blah 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 and i don't you got to give people the choice to like over time gravitate and stay with you and like 
you don't ask them like why like because here's the thing if i ask them please can you listen to me talk for an hour that's not a like if you just say exactly what you're at you're asking someone can you listen to me talk for an hour when's the last time you just want to sit there and listen to anyone talk for an hour about something you didn't that you're not having a conversation with for an hour no one just say it no one so for someone like this you need to just if anything okay put out clips people come across oh i like this i like this but it maybe say like hey if you guys could leave a like subscribe to the channel that'd be great i like i'll say like i used to go on instagram and be like hey guys just dropped a killer episode last night Called this one of the best ones I've ever done. Please listen. Blah blah blah. And there's nothing egregiously wrong with that. It's completely normal when you're just starting. You don't know any better. But natural marketing for something like this is very important. The biggest podcast. If you look, the biggest podcast in the world didn't ask people to listen. They just put stuff out there, and people liked what they were talking about. They liked whatever they put together. And they grew an audience, word of mouth and algorithm, blah, blah, blah. So you can't ask people to lit like tell people like if anything, people ask what you do to say, yeah, I do a podcast. And like, oh, really? What is it called? Yeah, it's this like, you know, you should give it a listen sometime. That's completely fine. Sitting there like, actually, I do a podcast. Actually, hold on. Give me your phone. You see this right here? Yep, I just had you follow it. Thanks for the follow. Now you're going to get unlimited notification bells of my couple episodes a week that you not asked for. You have no nothing about the show, but because you know me, if you don't watch my episode or listen to it, I'm going to be like, why didn't you listen or watch? And then look at you sideways and be like, oh, cool. This was completely voluntary. And that's the thing. Don't force people onto you. Unless they're into it. Um, <laughs> Alright, Clay, you're such a fool. I don't know. I think the main thing, you gotta just be very patient. You gotta not force... You know, forcing people to watch or listen to you in any capacity never works out. It never works out because like, alright, fine, you want me to fucking listen to you? Let me listen to what you guys say. Oh, yep, you're annoying as fuck. I hate that point of view. Fuck you. I hope. I, I hope there's no more podcasts, you know? I hope this is the last episode ever. I hope your RSS feed just like cancels your subscriptions. Like, hey, this shit was dog shit. Um, and you could just have your money. We're actually going to refund the past two years of your money. Just take it. We don't want it. We don't want to be associated with this. Um, <laughs> but seriously, it's just. Um, <sighs> but yeah, the whole like, we don't need any more podcasts. Like, what about us uh, have been existing, grinding at it for some time now? You know, I'm two and a half years into this bitch. Nothing has changed from editing. Nothing has changed from a. The only thing that's changed is me and how many episodes I do a week. It's this. And I love it, you know. But I don't know. Any woo. Yeah, I think I'm going to stop right there. Yeah, pretty solid up. I was actually pretty happy about this one. So, yeah, that was episode 238. 
of the Off and Be Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Woo! Yeah. So, uh, get them pecs popping and, uh, get her lips dropping on your belly button because, whoo, sometimes when you dig deep in there, shit smells like a different type of hole. A whole new world smells like sweaty coochie, please. I don't know where you are. But you're a star, I can see a whole new world for me. Unbelievable time, indescribable feelings. Like me, save me. Sorry, I was listening to Goofy doing song covers earlier. It's so funny. Alright guys, I'm a Goofy. Have a good day.